You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, from the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Archer After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Archer After Show. Hey there, Archer Watchers. Eh? Thing is for doing, and we are doing AfterBuzz TV. We're uh, checking out Archer, Season 4, Episode 4, titled... Midnight Ron, alluding to a famous movie, but instead replacing it with a name of one of the characters in the show. Good God, it's brilliant. <laughs> I'm Greg Goodness. And guys, I'm Dave Klein. And I'm Scott Moore. Those of you who are regular listeners might know, Tis, that uh, John Barrett, noticeably absent tonight. We will miss him. Yes, uh, he is he's doing real working man stuff. He's on assignment, and uh, we're going to be accepting the award for the best show on his behalf today. Yes, obviously. Of course it's going to be a good <laughs> well, show. It's, it's going to be a really good show because mm. of that. No. Exactly, because of that. Uh, so, let's jump right on into it. We hear a lot about Ron in this episode. A yes. lot more uh, than we've ever heard before. Just a little bit for Midnight Ron. But fitting for the episode yeah. title. <laughs> but let's point out for people who haven't seen Midnight Run, mm-hmm. which I mean I, I guess given the demographic of the show you might mm-hmm. not have as it's an older movie. Or I think it's probably an eighties movie, I think. Maybe yep. early nineties, mm-hmm. but yeah. um it's essentially a buddy buddy comedy about a uh, I think it's Robert De Niro and he's a bounty hunter going after someone who who needs, needs to bring him back alive. And some other people are going after him to try and kill him. But it ends up being that they end up bonding along the way. It's all buddy-buddy and, you know, just kind of like this episode a little bit. Absolutely. So a proper illusion. I'm assuming we get to learn a little bit more about them along the way, as we do Mm -hmm. with Ron. Which is interesting because we this entire season we see him all the way back in episode one where it's like oh well Mallory is now married to Ron and like who is Ron yeah. who is this guy that just showed out of nowhere except this viewers <laughs> and everyone's okay mm-hmm. yeah all right Ron yeah he's in the picture now well he's probably the most boring person in the United States in the entire in planet. the entire planet certainly in the <laughs> ISIS office <laughs> we're led to believe that he's the most boring person and that's behind mm-hmm. Cyril. Who, you know, at least he's a sex addict. Ron was <laughs> yeah. just a very successful Cadillac dealer. But now we find out that no, he's oh, got there's a... so much more. He has a secret. It's not micromanaging, decide. it's macromanaging in his case. <laughs> All right. And I love that about this episode is that they finally acknowledge that Mallory has to be a little bit bored with Ron. That at least this persona that he's putting mm-hmm. forward is not at all in keeping with what you would expect Mallory to go after. 
and yet she's still drawn to him. And then we see that that isn't the whole truth. Mm-hmm. Archer, or, uh, Ron has some more more devious stuff going on under the surface. Uh, namely, that he ran a chop shop in what, World War Two. Is that what we're? <laughs> I'm assuming it was World War Two. But they, generally, when someone says the war yes. and the war effort, I'm not like, oh, Vietnam. It's it's the war. Yes. World War Two. I mean, it seemed very uh, like uh, gangster. They did. They they like, did put it in a time period there. That yeah, feel that it was like yeah ex- during like periods of typical classic gangsters. Definitely the way they looked. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, even the way they do the show, you're led to believe that it's not quite... I mean, they have a mix of present day, but also you got to throw back to the 60s and communism and the KGB and, you know, Cuban assassins and things like that that aren't really what's happening today. So I love that they have a blend, and that's sort of how they did it, too, with this background with Ron as well. I totally forgot about that, that Archer lives in this weird yes. sort of universe yes. where it's the 60s yet also but present day at the same time also like the late 80s yes. in terms of computers mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah the one that yep. was on Mallory's desk yeah. <laughs> it was like the oldest phone computer yeah. thing that she was using it was it's amazing such a great blend I, lo- I love that but yeah you're right we get to take the funnest part mm-hmm. of that era which is the perceived you know bootlegging moonshine mm. and gangsters with tommy guns sort of thing see it's also funny that I think in that episode they also had cell phones too or someone had a cell phone <laughs> if I remember correctly but for somehow Mallory's desk that is the phone she's yes. using yeah exactly and Mallory still doesn't know what uh, call waiting is, what a line two is. So I don't know if that's, you know, a new technology that they just introduced. But Ron, anyways, is part of a seedy criminal underbelly where he's yes. not he's not a bad guy per se. He's not some sort of straight up murderer. Yeah. He's the safest sort of criminal that you can be. And, and I like the way he had said it, too. He was like, before I sold cars, I stole cars. Right. You know, that was great. <laughs> and a logical transition, especially yeah. for a car salesman. Yeah. It's like, listen, you're going to steal them, and then you're yeah, going you... to do something equally devious. And now, exactly. Now you're going to rip people off by <laughs> selling them overpriced cars. Yeah. Right. We're <laughs> not dissing on car dealers. We're not everybody. We're all in good fun. No, of if course. anyone wants to sell me a car later, because mine is horrible. <laughs> and the, Same here. The big news is his last name. It's not Ron Cadillac. What? I know. <laughs> that was great. Uh, Who would have thought? Mm-hmm. Uh, his last name actually Kaczynski. Kaczynski, I think. Yeah. I my chicken scratch handwriting. I, know, I, I can't I, even. I don't tell. even know how how it would be spelled. I don't know either. I think it's <laughs> But yeah, so he was kind of a kind of a rebel back in the day, yeah. and now that all of his friends, uh, including Fat Mike, oh, which, Fat Mike. Yes. By the way, I have to call it out now. It should be a stray observation, but I'm calling it now. Fat Mike, pretty sure reference to Fit, uh, Frisky Dingo. There is a there's a Mike and a Fat Mike and Fat Mike gets assassinated early on in I think the pilot episode and now he's making a reappearance only without Exticle suit and you're sure it's not just a name coincidence yeah I was gonna say fat it seems Mike like there's a Fat pretty... Mike and everything but then again that's a good observ- observation because I wouldn't have even picked up on that. I'm just I'm throwing <laughs> it out there the internet can be the judge you guys can run the side comparison clips and all that but that's my two cents on it. Anyways, Archer did make a big deal of Fat Mike before it turned out Fat Mike was even a big deal. Like when the police got the whole crew, Archer for some reason interjects, even Fat Mike, because <laughs> <laughs> you just love, you're instantly enamored with Fat Mike. Well, because like, oh, he's the guy who actually has a nickname. No one else, I think, has a nickname <laughs> except for and Fat Mike. Mm-hmm. 
And so, just simply stated, uh, nickname too. Just that's what he is. He's yeah. Fat Mike. It was in a simpler time then. It wasn't you. Could, you could call someone Fat Mike, and yeah. it was it was fine. You just okay. call, yeah. You just call someone by their physical appearance, mm-hmm. and that would be their nickname. Mm-hmm. But now Ron is doing the good thing. He's doing the decent thing, I guess decent thing as far as criminal underworlds go which is that if they don't rat you out then you gotta pay him off mm-hmm. for the rest of eternity which explains why he's been running around with this suitcase full of yes. money which I was really confused yes. about and why he's dr- driving you know, around man. everywhere and <laughs> I was like why why is Ron not where he says he's supposed to yeah. be he's the most boring man yeah. in the world right that was pretty great they just randomly ends up where Archer is Right. Somehow, it yeah. swings by, and, and that he was in Schenectady, New York, of all places, too. <laughs> Which I have to say, for anyone to know, this is some good cocktail chatter. The zip code is one two three four five. Oh, really? there we go. How do I you love know Schenectady, that. New York? <laughs> I don't know how I know that, but I mean, it's such a random place where he ends up there, and he's in the hotel room, and you see him going kind of crazy. That was that was kind of funny too. You know, he's been drinking and epic Ron yeah. Cadillac <laughs> and throws down is a beautiful moment I feel like a gift should be made of yes. that just the I, clish, I agree clish, clish. Uh, but so Ron not the boring guy that we thought mm-hmm. he was but now we know that there's a dual life that he's leading one that he needs to hide from Mallory yes. which is kind of interesting adds a little layer it to does. his character yes absolutely I don't think he's going to be able to pull it off I think that sooner or later He's working at a spy agency. The truth, well, he's not working, but Mallory's working. The truth is going to come out. Well, it'll probably end up coming out of March- Archer's mouth <laughs> at some point, <laughs> yes. somehow. We did see him mm-hmm. and Mallory having that little drunken bonding session. I'm willing to bet a lot more of those are going to take place. Yeah. So if it's going to come out, it's probably going to yes. come out there. Which also relates to our news and gossip we'll talk about later, too. I That's would believe. Right. Ooh, nice. Nice tease there. Yeah, exactly. we do have uh, we do have a pretty special news and gossip section coming up. Uh, have you ever wanted to take a horse drawn carriage ride with Ace John Benjamin? Anyone? I mean, who wouldn't? Well, as long as it's thirty minutes long. <laughs> this is you're going to find out why you wouldn't want to take a horse drawn carriage ride with John Benjamin. But whether you would like one, whether you would not like one, these are important things to know your opinion. Things, and that's what we want to know. We want to know your opinion. So there's this thing called iTunes, guys. And John was cueing me on a... He's been trying to drill it into my head pretty much all these past weeks. I still don't really understand what it is. It's apparently you, you hook it up to your computer or something. I don't know. The point is, if you like listening to us, if you like listening to other AfterBuzz TV shows... Which, of course, you do. You, you want hook it? up your old-timey phones to it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yes. Your rotary phones. Your rotary phones to your, to your record player. And, right. And then you, uh... Hook up your 1980s-era <laughs> computer to your 1960s-style uh, gangsters. <laughs> yes. Or 1940s-style gangsters. I don't know. I have a poor grasp of American history. The point is, if you like the show, go on iTunes rate the show leave a comment say whether you like us whether you don't we don't care we just want to know what you're thinking and we might give you a shout out if uh if you're good to us we'll be good to you and guys also definitely check us out on youtube as well and if you have a comment Mm -hmm. we'll read it out too and give you a shout out or check us out on the live chat that's 9 30 p.m on the west coast 12 30 a.m on the east coast and we will check in with you guys we have a live chat going so if you guys have any questions or thoughts we'll read it out and come interact with us come hang out yes right on in the flesh 
of the computer screen. <laughs> it's a really weird computer, but it has flesh on yes. it. <laughs> and dancing pirates. What have you flesh. been doing to your computer? And <laughs> what else is going on in your house? I don't know. But that's okay. We won't judge. Not here. Not at our show. No. Judgment-free zone. We're all very relaxed here. We're all alcoholics and sex addicts mm-hmm. and um, and kill people regularly. And right, yeah, we absolutely. live. Listen, you think Archer is bad? Yeah. My God, get us in a room, yeah, right? These guys <laughs> living on the edge here. Speaking of bonding, speaking of hanging out, mm-hmm. having a few drinks, having a good time. Now that we know who Ron is, what he's all about, his devious past, horrible, horrible secrets mm-hmm. he's been keeping from the world. Archer gets to share in that a little bit. And up until this point, Archer has absolutely hated Ron Cadillac. I don't think there was any secret to that. No. Didn't much care for the man. Mm -hmm. But now they're forced to hang out together. They are literally without any other resources. (laughs) Without a way of escaping. Exactly. They they need each other here. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's all them. And, of course, we start off the episode where it's still, they just hate each other. That Ron, or Archer would rather be with seen with a chud than with Ron. Which, by the way, bravo, Adam Reed, to mentioning chuds. Just any time yes. you can work in that reference, I'm, oh, my heart be still. <laughs> uh, bad horror movie about people in the underground sewers of New York City rising up and slaying people. But as the episode <laughs> progresses, uh, a little something that starts to develop. What do you think is going on there? Well, I want to throw out one quick thing. I I don't know if I I haven't noticed it before. Maybe this is just me, but was this the first time they've used 3D? And for all the car shots, were 3D in this episode. I don't know if I've really noticed that. They've started incorporating 3D a lot more into this season. This is the most pronounced I've ever seen it, mm-hmm. and it looked pretty great. If yeah. I do say so myself, it, it did. Because uh, yeah, it was definitely still the normal characters inside a 3D car, but it was something new, and I haven't seen that animation for this show yet. Mm-hmm. So I guess it, the budget's picking up a little bit, is what that says to me. <laughs> um, but the other thing I want to say is that you know every buddy buddy movie has the bonding moments, and of course, why wouldn't it be transvestites <laughs> filming a snuff film? For Archer. That's, of course, that's what the bonding moment is going to be for Archer. A snuff film with a great craft service table. Yeah, that was my favorite part. (laughs) That was mine, too, in the corner (laughs) of the couple cups. It was really well stocked. Like, whoever was in charge of that snuff film craft service was, listen, whatever they paid him, probably not enough, because that looked tasty. I mean, I feel like, that's a funny joke, but I feel like to us, maybe because we work in that industry... That's such a funny joke it to was, me, just so because great. I really get it. I'm just like, ah, oh, that's awesome. For those of you who are unaware, craft services refers to when you're on a film set, there's usually a table of, on lower budget film sets, horrible, horrible, <laughs> disgusting food. Usually a lot of chips and cookies yes. and things like that. Red on vines and Yeah, red vines. And, <laughs> and you can go over there, and when you're hungry, uh, you can fill your fat you can, fat you can just belly. Graze. You can gorge yourself. Now, when you have a, big, have a bigger budget, it goes up to bagels. <laughs> it upgrades the bagels. <laughs> so, point being, they had a pretty sweet-looking craft service table on that snuff film. Uh, that is a good point, though, that really through... That's a pretty common bonding method, I guess, right? Is when both of your lives are threatened, yes. you're going to have to get together one way or another. And I, you're obviously going to bond after that experience. Mm-hmm. Making that alive. And I love also Ron's moment of blowing it with the gun too. Oh which yeah, is just great. yeah, it's a great moment. And 
I mean, just out of bullets. Uh, no, that was yeah. That that was a really classic moment, and again shows that Ron isn't necessarily from Archer's world. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I did think that there was sort of a, if I dare say it, actual father son moment shared there. Not necessarily when he's pointing the gun at him yeah. and gets but, all that, but there, that was definitely going on. But right? when you have them chasing him and the hooker mm-hmm. heels are stuck in the mud and. <laughs> You get that great shot of them still coming at them with the heels stuck in the mud. That's good bonding times. Yes. Right. Do you think that it's Archer is just being buddy-buddy with Ron, or do you think that this is literally more of a surrogate father situation? I, I took it as being able to be appreciative of being the, the surrogate father kind of thing. Like Now he's he's able to accept him for who he is and able to accept him for being you know, Mallory's husband i mean right. i knew he wasn't comfortable saying it there was what that one line that close to the middle where he was calling him stepdad and and archer couldn't actually say that he just said my mom's husband right so i mean that was interesting that he did say that but i felt like as they moved through the episode i think he was finally able to accept him a little bit more there and you also see he got a lot of gained a lot of respect for mm-hmm. him when as he was telling him his past history of stealing cars and of course archer's all about that he's like oh you're yeah. not as boring as yeah. My mother told me you are. Right. And um, I think also in the train, too, there was... um, Well, you just see that they are bonding. and Oh, and the scene in the end. That's the real scene is... They're when kind he's of dropping re- her off for the opera? Well, dropping him afterwards, off the, the way that Ron is in the opera, Archer's then doing the same thing to himself immediately afterwards. Oh, yeah, picking up, sharing each other's mannerisms. Right, and they're doing that little, like... Do, do, do thing. Yes. It's the same music playing in the mm-hmm. background that they're enjoying. So you kind of see they do have something in common, right? Yeah, and I think that, was, that was that was a big part of the episode mm-hmm. was just finding common ground for these guys who appear to at least initially have nothing to do with one another, but finally see like, okay, well, Ron has sort of a badass history, as it were, and they both. Enjoyed drinking a little bit, you know, mind it. Yes, which I loved in the very beginning too, when he right. got when Archer got into Ron's car and he's got the the whole bar thing set up in the glove compartment. Yeah, that was back, so great. A callback to uh, last season where they had the uh, base, what I just referred to as the car yes. episode, and that's what Archer had yeah. set up in his car. Yeah, which I thought that was great that they put that in there in Ron's car as well. Right. That was that was awesome. Apple juice only, yeah, of uh, course. There's that's very specific. <laughs> And then apple juice gets on the floor. It's all sticky. It's it's a disaster. It's the mess. Also, I thought it was weird that they bonded over a mutual desire to spite Mallory <laughs> at the end. <laughs> where it's, oh, you know it would drive her insane if we just showed up together all buddy-buddy? Then they peel out together. Mm-hmm. It's like, that can't bode well for the relationship. <laughs> yeah, I do not see this relationship lasting now that Archer <laughs> actually likes him. I think that's why it's going to end. Which I guess we'd go to predictions, but that's an early yes. prediction. No, I early mean, prediction. that's a valid early prediction. That is. That's a valid point. I mean, how can Mallory love someone who actually gets along with Archer? It's it's a conundrum, mm-hmm. is what it is. Uh, so I think that while we're talking about Mallory and uh, her relationship with Isis, I think it's interesting to note this was an episode that we saw Archer. We've seen him in space 
We've seen him James with, Bond there. with all sorts <laughs> Very of... Very Leprechaun 4. And that too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> We've seen him in airboats. We've seen him uh, with all sorts of weird, crazy, uh, arm-to-the-teeth equipment. In this episode, Archer has nothing. Yeah. <laughs> he literally has a gun with no bullets, mm-hmm. and that's it. Well, I was going to say, also, speaking of that buddy-buddy theme, mm-hmm. you kind of had a lot of shades there from Planes, Trains, Automobiles. Yeah, another mm. really famous buddy buddy movie from the late '80s, uh, with with John Candy and Steve Martin. So that was really cool to kind of see how they put that in there. You know, where they're riding on the back of the truck, right? Just like John Candy and Steve Martin, and they're on a, on a train like they were, and they're in a car together, and they're trying to escape and and get Steve Martin's character back in well, time for Thanksgiving. So there was a lot of similarities there on that theme on this episode as well. Correct me if I'm wrong, because at a point in that movie, they both have nothing. To their names as well. It's they're yes. just basically exactly trying exactly. To... They have nothing, and they're just trying to get home because their wallets have been stolen, and mm-hmm. and they've just gone through one issue after another. And that was a lot of the th- same things that were going on in this episode as well. So that was kind of cool to be able to see that thread going on as well. Mm-hmm. Now that you're talking about planes and trains, I do have a train question. Okay, <laughs> why is it that every protagonist can catch the train, but antagonists never seem to be able to catch a train? In every movie? <laughs> uh, it's just something... I mean, okay, maybe in this is because they were all wearing heels. Yeah, honey, honey, <laughs> it's hard to catch a train in heels. Yeah, okay. going through the mud there. <laughs> but regardless, it's just a stray observation I have. Like, I feel like that always happens in most things. And then everybody always jumps off the train, too, and it's going 60 yeah. miles an hour, and they're fine. <laughs> or they're pushed off of the train. Yes, in this case, which was great, too. <laughs> but Archer knows the parachute jump, so that saved him. Did you Wrong? see that? I, I didn't actually see the parachute jump play out. <laughs> I don't think anyone did, but it was, it was it was good. I just love when Archer says to Ron, oh, just look out at the distance. Don't look at the telephone poles. It's just going to... Gives you a false yeah, perspective. False perspective of... Shove. <laughs> Pushed him right off. That was great. By the way, Ron, easily 60 years old. At uh, least. Run like you're out. not an old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting shoved out of a moving train yeah. without teaching him the proper tuck and roll procedures. <laughs> exactly. Probably not the best idea. So good on Ron. Tough yes, old tough, tough old, old guy. guy. He was all right. Yeah, everyone else broke their legs from jumping off, apparently. <laughs> yeah, the two <laughs> the two sturdy homeless guys yeah. break their legs. But Ron is Ron able is to which is kind of walk it off. Mm-hmm. So being that you're talking about Archer San's equipment mm-hmm. or um I, I remember predicting last week that I thought we were going to start seeing episodes like that because of how hard it was to get things out of the equipment room. Um, we were right. Yes. My God, yes. we were Rather finally right. Wait, well, it was right to a asterisk. There's an asterisk next to it, which I said there's, it would be there a footnote there. Is yes, there a, a little footnote. Flip to the end of the book so you can read the comment, right. which is I had mentioned that it would be because they he couldn't get it from the armory. Mm-hmm. Turns out he basically just screwed himself over this episode. <laughs> so okay, all yeah. right, kind of right, but kind of not right. But do he, we know how he got? to canada to begin with really because he said he had no passport so i was oh you didn't catch no i didn't catch that one part or why he was how he got there with the passport well he got there with a passport presumably just to binge drink and gamble but then he burns his passport at the craps table because he's quote never coming back to america that's right that's right to impress a lady uh, so that explains that. Yeah, I don't know right. why. I didn't know that Canada was world famous for its casinos. But well, Niagara was... Falls, I guess you can go over in the casino side there and play. Oh, okay. So there you go. 
Uh, you know these things. <laughs> I just know it's legal to drink when you're 18 in Canada. Yes. I know that part. I don't think Archer has that problem. No. But I'm no. sure he'd love to hang out with a bunch of 18-year-olds and drink and party. Mm-hmm. That episode's coming up. Ladies. Yeah. Am I right? I like this episode, too, the fact that it's he's totally isolated from both his equipment and everyone else mm-hmm. at ISIS because it's an episode that after... After an episode where Archer launches a rocket grenade in a closed room, it's good to see an episode where they reestablish Archer is actually a really good agent and can get stuff done when he has to. He can rely on his wits and such. He is proud of his job. He's proud of his work, mm-hmm. as he mentions. But, I mean, another thing that we should probably talk about, too, is just that it was an episode where we got everyone else talking about him and behind his back and out. Lana is just kind of starting out like, what has he ever done for any of us ever? Mm-hmm. Right. Because nobody will give him a passport. Everybody's like laughs it off at him and or, has or is some angry. Excuse or has something or they're not even um even his servant whose name I'm blanking Woodhouse. Out, Woodhouse. Yes. Even Woodhouse won't. <laughs> with for some reason Woodhouse won't do it. I don't know why. But um he made nobody... him eat a bowl full of spider webs, man. <laughs> right. Right. So I mean, but so nobody will he do was it. Hoping he wasn't going to come back. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I guess like Archer did do something for Cheryl. Mm-hmm. He gave yeah. her chlamydia. Chlamydia. But which uh, is a word that needs to enter into the U.S. lexicon now. But I just thought you know it's important to throw out that just it's an episode where again it's kind of evolving to nobody likes him and they really are talking about him. They're not helping him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Him being isolated again from ISIS, not just the equipment, but the mm-hmm, people. The people gives them an opportunity to talk about what a jerk Archer is, and more fully because they'll say to his face like Archer, you're a jerk, you're incompetent. Mm-hmm. But now they really get to dive in and all the ways that they've been wrong. But also. Again, it brought it back to being able to be an episode with him bonding with Ron because mm-hmm. they were really not in this episode at all besides the, that brief moment of not helping him out. They were not even involved. Right. The whole rest of it was him getting to work with Ron. So it was a great setup for us to learn more about Ron. So I thought that was a really good way to do that too. And heading to an uh, observation you might have caught on the highway sign, Cocksackle. Yes. <laughs> 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 I, I had it written down here. That was so great. <laughs> Yeah, not sure that's a We're real place. Out there. Maybe, but uh, I hope to dear yeah. God it's a real place. I'm gonna have to look it up. If you guys know that it's real, please let us it's know. It's just like Zizix. Yes. Yeah, that's a real place. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So hopefully hope, it is real. I hope. I hope. Any other stray observations? We gotta get moving. We got some juicy news and gossip yeah. to talk about. Let's uh, cut open that meat. Yes. Because I was right. gonna say there were just lots of little things here and there which I enjoy, like the absinthe being poured, or like Pam pouring oh, the absinthe into oh, oh, the milk carton. Green Russian. Also, and, <laughs> as she said that, she said absolutely. Yeah. As she was pouring the absinthe. <laughs> That's what was so. That was great. I mean, there's always these little nuggets of great things in there that you yeah. really have to watch for, which are just brilliant. I, I liked all the guys in line for the phone booth. We're all equally disheveled. Yeah. There's no like person who has it together waiting for this phone booth. Uh, that was my big thing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of big things, we do have a big thing uh, coming up uh, through AfterBuzz, actually. Uh, great new movie being released. Maria Menounos heavily involved. All the good yes. people here at AfterBuzz heavily involved. Serial Buddies. Uh, they're releasing a feature-length film, comedy, Check out the trailer. That's all you have to do. Just go Mm. on YouTube, search Serial Buddies trailer. Uh, Again, just, yeah, what do you think? I I, I like it. I mean, look, we're talking about buddy-buddy comedies. This Mm -hmm. is a buddy-buddy comedy about serial killers. Mm -hmm. There you go. 
And what uh, more do you need? Yeah, to know? exactly. It doesn't get any better than that. And let's also mention that we now have a new, brand new AfterBuzz TV store. Yes, we do. We can ah. go to and check out some awesome swag, mm-hmm. some merch, and Even some merch. We're throwing out all the words there. <laughs> Get some sweet products in your face, man. <laughs> and when we have the AfterBuzz TV convention, we can give out some swag from the store. That's right. That's, yeah. that's my. I've got goals. Some promos, etc. Market <laughs> lingo, market penetration. Yes, we're, we're gonna penetrate. That's let's, for sure. We'll do some real hard <laughs> penetration. Speaking of penetration, let's penetrate that news and gossip. AfterBuzz TV news. We gotta stop talking about penetration. That's gonna get us in trouble. All right, we're talking so, about Archer here. <laughs> that's true. Deeply, deeply penetrated. Her pie, which I hope is both warm and moist, but hopefully not flaky. Anyways, oh, uh, zap to it. Good website. Good people yes. over there. Good articles. They recently hooked H. John Benjamin for an interview. Uh, so. We're going to go over a few of the highlights. I recommend you guys check it out. Again, zap to it. Give credit mm-hmm. where credit is due. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite part of this interview is they kind of go off track a little. We usually get a lot of, you know, do you, do you improv a lot in the booth? Do you see other cast members in the booth? Uh, how do people react when they find out you don't actually look like Archer? These are pretty standard questions, mm-hmm. and they are asked in this interview. But they ask, what is the weirdest interaction you've ever had with an Archer fan? And I love it because his answer is, well, and he says it much more eloquently than I ever could, he once got into a horse-drawn carriage with two Archer fans who stopped and were like, oh my god, we love your show. He's just like, oh, hey guys, you want to go in a horse-drawn carriage with me? That's my poor impersonation. Are you Archer? (laughs) Archer's in the booth, people. Archer's with us now. It's uncanny. It is. But about 10 minutes into this ride, John Benjamin, H. John Benjamin figured out this was like a 45-minute experience, uh, to which these college kids were now like, yeah. You were really cool in Archer. We said that already. Great. Why are we here? <laughs> and his only response was, I, I don't know. I thought it would be funny. I can, that actually is, the way you just said that would totally be exactly how he would say that. <laughs> and your mannerisms too, just so you know. It's pretty spot I know, if on. If I just closed my eyes, I would think it was him. Did you guys, you guys obviously got a chance to check it out. Did you find any good takeaways from this article? Um, I guess I'll, I'll start with what I thought was a great takeaway. Mm-hmm. Um, which is that he talked, they asked him, do you think Archer is starting to mature a bit after four seasons? And he responded, and this is a quote, he's making really slow progress. At some point, I think he has to. I feel like his lifestyle is going to catch up to him. I feel like I want him to gain 15 pounds. <laughs> he suddenly won't metabolize alcohol as well as he always <laughs> does. So, of course, a little joke at the end, but we, it's pretty perfect for this episode because he actually kind of did mature a little bit in this episode that's true yeah and i like the fact that a lot of people don't think about how he does the voice on bob's burgers too and that Mm -hmm. that was something that that was brought up too which is always fascinating because it's such a different character such a totally different guy like on the other end of the spectrum from from archer so it's it's pretty cool that that he does both. Yeah, the true s- professional. The subtle nuances. Yes, but a lot of people complain that he doesn't do anything different for either. And f them, <laughs> I, <laughs> according and, to him, f yeah, them. Yeah. And according to me. I, and according to all, yeah, all of us here. <laughs> oh man, well it's a good article. Again, check it, it out. Zap to it. Really funny interview. He says a bunch of more funny stuff. You should check it out. 
That about does it for us here in the AfterBuzz TV studios. We had a lot of laughs. We cried a little. We did. laughed still again a little. And Might have laughed a little hard enough that I peed my pants a little. Too much information. Graphic. <laughs> Anyways. Predictions. Oh, yes, let's get that spooky right. theremin music in there and let's do it quick. And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Ron's pass. Going to come back and haunt him. It's going to come up. Mallory's going to have to deal with it. I'm calling it right now. Uh, what I said earlier, Mallory was going to break up with Ron due to Ron actually getting along with Archer. And mine's just more on story structure. I think we're going to start focusing on each character kind of one-on-one. Uh, little one-offs in each character to learn more about their backgrounds and everything as we started to do the season a little bit. With uh, Pam, or, or, or with Cheryl, slash Carol earlier, mm-hmm. and now with Ron, so. Right on. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that. Anyways, if you liked us, you can find us on the Twitters. I'm at Generic Maverick. I'm at the Dave Klein. That's K-L-E-I-N. And I am at S-Man80. That's S-M-A-N-8-0. In absence of John Barrett, I'm going to go ahead and say it. We'll see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. In absence of absence. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 